Hello and welcome to UC Today. My name's David Dungay. Today I'm joined by Simon Warren, Collaboration Architect at Resonate. Welcome, Simon. How are you? Hello, David. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much. Fantastic. So today we're going to be talking about getting the most out of your Microsoft Teams room deployment. Obviously a massive subject at the moment. So many businesses are looking to deploy Microsoft Teams in their meeting room setup and obviously get the most out of that from a productivity point of view. Uh, but before we get into that conversation, uh, Simon, do you want to give us a bit of an introduction to yourself and the business? Hello, everyone. Yeah, so I'm Simon Warren. I'm the collaboration architect here at Resonate. Uh, Resonate are a, a Teams a Teams house. We concentrate on Teams voice and now on the MTR side of things. So I really help all of our customers uh, realize the potential of their meeting rooms and collaboration spaces. Fantastic. So let's get into that first question then. You know, a lot of the companies will be in that planning stage when it comes to their meeting rooms. You know, what are the key considerations for people when planning these Microsoft Teams room deployments to really achieve that enterprise sort of scale success? Right. So <clears throat> that's a really good question. There are a lot of a lot of things that we need to take into uh, take into account. You'll see a lot of marketing at the moment around small, medium and large rooms, and that's a that's a good starting place. Um, but really, you need to understand that each one of these spaces has its own personality, for want of a better phrase. Um, the acoustics in these spaces are different. The lighting in these spaces is different. And the type of work that people want to do in each of these spaces is, is different. So <clears throat> before you go headlong into deploying at scale, you really need to understand how to make these spaces work for your colleagues. And that really starts by talking to your colleagues. What do they want to achieve in each space? Do they just want to sit on a long table and meet and present? Or do you have people who need to actually do some collaboration together where perhaps they need to have some whiteboarding and uh, maybe you have a classroom type environment where you need not just a camera at the front of the room but you need to capture the person who's actually stood there presenting and going through the content so once you've understood the type of work that people are trying to complete in each space you need to then go and actually survey the spaces that you're going to be deploying into. Um, we've had various customers come to us where they're not getting the best out of a space. And when we've actually gone and had a look, uh, perhaps it's a large room with concrete walls where the, the sound of the room is basically an echo chamber, which is overcoming the capability of the microphones that are already installed there. Um, perhaps we've had, well, we, ha we have had uh, collaboration bars, which can be a great tool. Um, we've had them installed just a couple of feet from, a, from an air conditioning unit. And this is why people in the room then can't be heard. So it's really, really important to understand the dynamics of each space 
and design appropriately to get the most out of that to get the most out of that and you don't have to spend a huge amount on each of these spaces you know there are commodity rooms where you can install a low cost device and have a great experience for your users but then there are other rooms which require um, perhaps multiple cameras multiple microphones multiple speakers and and you need to understand that as you go into your project and as you start designing for these scale deployments yeah so um you know people talk about uh, going with a single vendor you know in, in these mtr landscapes mm -hmm. you know what what are those advantages and disadvantages of going with a single vendor for for mtr so a <clears throat> single vendor can be a great solution for people um it it makes it very simple to manage it makes it very simple to procure it makes it relatively simple to deploy and that that can be a huge business driver and um, so i wouldn't i wouldn't sort of uh, i wouldn't put anyone down for choosing a, a single vendor what i might argue though is that if you do go with a single vendor what you get what what you um the benefit you get from the, the simplicity you lose because it's no longer going to be the best in breed for all of your spaces and there may be some spaces that the vendor that you've selected just isn't appropriate for so you really do have to understand the limitations or the capabilities and the limitations of the vendor that you're choosing before you go to deploy Okay, um, we spoke before we were on camera a little bit about, um, you know, going going with Windows versus going with an Android, and you, you kind of your advice to people is, you know, don't ever go with a with a single um, vendor. Is that is that something you advice you'd give to everyone, or does it really depend on the kind of deployment um, that's that's happening? So that's that's advice that I would give to everyone, personally. The, if these are my rooms, every one of my every one of the meetings that you have in a meeting room is high value. Uh, mm -hmm. If it wasn't, they'd be doing it at their desk because everyone's got a webcam these days. Everyone's got a headset. The most important meetings that you have are being held in your meeting rooms. Now, as I said, as I said earlier, it doesn't have to be the most expensive kit in every single room. So where you have a commodity room so something that a, a room perhaps a small or a medium room that has a standard setup then you can use android and it will work for you wonderfully well when you have a room that is a little bit more complex where you need to have perhaps other third-party vendors included in the mix perhaps you need to have ceiling mics then my my I would always steer a customer towards a windows uh, a, a windows MTR for those spaces and of course there are some windows based calibration bars and I think we're going to see a few more of them hitting the market soon and you so you will be able to deploy windows 
in every single space successfully. So, yeah, it's a it's a good question, and I think that um, most customers now, once they have been through a proof of concept, understand the value of Windows and Android in each in their own individual places. Yeah, um, I want to focus a little bit on in-room sort of experience as well. Uh, mm -hmm. This is becoming a, a, a big sort of trend and a topic of conversation on, on UC today. Uh, and that is creating a common experience you know, across geographies. Um, you know, is this still an issue for businesses, uh, creating that sort of common ex in-room experience? And then how, how, can, how can they overcome this issue? Um, yeah, 100% this is absolutely still an issue for organizations around the world. And as I mentioned earlier in the uh, earlier in this interview, each room has its own personality. In some cases, that's good, that's acceptable. In other cases, you may find that you do have a room that has a large amount of reverberation or echo in the space where the microphone can't pick you up. You may find that you have spaces that aren't particularly well lit, whether that's because there's backlighting or because there aren't enough lights in the room. There are all sorts of things that, that can make a room deployment fail. And what you need to do right at the start of this is work out the tolerances that work best for you and your colleagues in your different spaces. And you also need to understand what the tolerance levels for the equipment that you're deploying in those spaces is. Because as I said, too much echo will overcome the microphone on most collaboration bars. It will, if you haven't got a DSP involved, overcome the capabilities of the various professional mics that you have inside your space. So you should really design the room to remove these issues before you implement your technology. So, um, I mean, of, of course, another sort of top of mind issue for business leaders at the minute is productivity and, and efficiency. Uh, you know, this is the way we're going to drive our, our economies uh, or our economy forwards in the future. You know, when it comes to MTR and, and Microsoft Teams rooms, though, you know, how can how can businesses really approach this idea of productivity and efficiency and um, you know, getting the most out of that of that of that room? Yeah, right absolutely critical <clears throat> talk to your colleagues first people don't go into a room to have a meeting they go into a room to do work so understand what type of work they are trying to complete in that space do they need to have whiteboarding facilities are they just going to sit and share an excel spreadsheet and have that displayed on the screen are they just going to do PowerPoint presentations? Understand what your users are trying to achieve in these meetings and then design according to the user. You absolutely have to get that right or your rooms won't get used. And if your rooms don't get used, there's a huge cost that you have just wasted and you have frustrated users 
who can't complete the tasks that they're assigned. So it's really, really important to understand what they're trying to achieve. So, so Simon, we're getting towards the end of uh, the conversation today, um, but I want to sort of leave our viewers with a forward-looking uh, statement and uh, what you're kind of thinking about that's coming down the line. You know, how how do you see this this uh, this MTR space evolving over the next kind of twelve to eighteen months? Um, what kind of trends should our viewers be looking out for? Um, you know, what's what's top of mind for you? This is a very exciting time to be in the meeting room business. Uh, we are really seeing a huge explosion in multi-camera and to call out one vendor at the moment who uh, who are really doing very well would be Logitech with their site, the center of room camera. Um, that paired with the, uh, the rally at the front of room gives an absolutely fantastic experience which enables remote users to really understand and read what's going on inside the room. We've got this coming from several other vendors and that's going to be huge. I cannot wait to get this deployed. It's really very, very good, very exciting. Increased AI. I know AI is everywhere and you'll hear the chant co-pilot, co-pilot, co-pilot. Um, but Really, the advances in AI, people detection, intent detection, object detection, this stuff is really, really moving forward at a pace, and I cannot wait to see it burst forward. Um, there is so much to say about this, which we can't go, can't go into too much detail with, with because of NDA, uh, NDAs. Um, but these are two really key things that I'm really excited to uh, to see the development of over the next 12 to 18 months. Really good. Great. Well, look, um, Simon, unfortunately, that is all we have time for. But uh, thank you so much for coming along and sharing some of your insights. You gave some really good sort of list of uh, points there for people to really think about when they're, they're going about their Microsoft Teams room deployments. So that's really great. Thank you. Thank you for having me, David. And thank you for watching. You've been watching me, David Dungate, on UC Today. If you like today's conversation, please give us a like and a share on social media. That's it from me. See you next time.